This is Our People and Mother Earth on KWSO. The Healing Hearts with Good Medicine equine therapy sessions recently took place in Warm Springs. The sessions talk about how horses help with struggles of Native people, whether it's alcohol, drugs, loss, anything that has to deal with that emotional distress. Johnny Smith talks about how the horse has helped him through his struggles in his life. This is Dry Hollow. It's named after Dry Hollow up here. So my experience as a, with uh, my, my struggles, and I still struggle today, you know, uh, in four-legged, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're relatives, just like uh, trees and, and uh, Mother Earth, Isla Tichum, you know, they, they, they teach each other and they teach, we learn something from these guys and they learn something from us, but they show us a lot of things and they get our medicine from them, you know. When I would be, be in a bad way, the horse would act up with me and, 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 and let me know, being spiritual and have that knowledge, the horse would act up because I'm acting up. The horse wouldn't listen because I wasn't listening. And the horse would walk because I was I was walking towards my relatives, you know, my brothers, my sisters, you know. I know I know our life is a circle, just like Mother Earth, you know, and I don't know if we reincarnate back and back to this world, but I know that um we all go one of these days, you know. But the horse, Kusi, you know, family is our relatives and they um they got four legs, you know. We got their knowledge up here, got their back. These guys really helped me out in my youth, growing up, you know, I didn't know much about horses. They pretty much, I don't know if they found me or I found them, but I know that they found each other, you know, and they really helped me out a lot about life and, you know, if I could go out and go, go talk to somebody or share my thoughts and my feelings, I could come up to one of these guys and they'll let me know, you know, they'll let me know right off the bat what I need to know, you know, like right now, be patient, be humble, you know, stand still. You're not missing out on nothing, you know. That's what this guy tells me right now, you know. And yes, we're always gonna be imprisoned by anything if it's the lust of the flesh, the lust, lust of money, drugs, we imprison ourselves, but also we're there for each other to help each other. Like when, like I read the Bible, and also I, I, I sing songs. And, you know, recently um, I had a downfall, you know, and it was drugs, alcohol, and I was blessed enough to be here, you know, and I just had prayers, and you know, I really didn't have no, no care if I, I, I passed away or not, you know. The devil, he just likes to come steal, kill, and destroy. He's a liar. You know, he made me think that I shouldn't fear anything. You know, but God, he says, to fear him only. He who is in me is greater than he who is in this world, you know? Without saying that, you know, I got that spirit. You know, just like this horse got that spirit. You guys all got that spirit, you know? My name's Johnny Ellery Smith, Wasco, family Smith and Scumpin family. 
This is a dry hollow. It's five years old. Has appendix, quarter horse thoroughbred. Has a saddle horse. He's smart, intelligent, spiritual, and helper. Oh, all I gotta say. That was Johnny Smith talking about how horses helped him through his inner struggles. Lydell Suppa is a Warm Springs tribal member who grew up here in Warm Springs, but currently lives in Portland. He shares his story on how he got involved with the equine therapy. About six years ago, I was in treatment at NARA when they'd asked us if we would assist Mona with her equine therapy program. And it consisted of a trip back here with NARA, about 25, 30 other clients, a couple counselors, to bring um, awareness to the ability as Indian people, the connection we have with this planet and of all of our brothers and sisters that reside here with us, including, of course, one of the things I grew up with was an innate ideals of horses and Indian people being hand in hand. <laughs> that we were a part of their family, they were a part of ours. And I learned from young, from my grandpa Delson, proper horsemanship when it came to groundwork, saddlework, riding. It was always a, a real connection to watch him with the horse, to see him like he could talk to them. They knew what he was doing. He knew. He knew when they were going to act up. He knew when they were feeling fishy. He knew. He just had that feeling. He said, it's gonna, it's gonna do this today, so be careful. Sure enough, it would go under a tree branch. Sure enough, it was gonna kick at me. And it's that connection that we have as Indian people that Mona tries really hard to get across to the community that that is a pathway of recovery. This is another way we as a people can heal, is through utilizing equine, our, our our brother, this horse, and using that to help us in our path, our addiction, our recovery, our journey to the light. And I've always been a big proponent since I sobered up of this program because I've seen it work time and time again. I've seen people in different various parts of Oregon, Montana, South Dakota, use this program of equine therapy to further assist themselves in their recovery. There's a lot of ways that you see, you see a lot of Chiapo people go, oh, we gotta go to AA, oh, we gotta go to NA, oh, we gotta work these steps, we gotta have these counts, we gotta have these sponsors, when that's not meant for us. A lot of times, Indian don't, don't work for Indian people. My grandfather was one of the founding members of NARA in the 1960s. And the reason they started NARA was because back then in Portland, Indian people weren't allowed to go to AA meetings with white people. Indian people weren't allowed to go and sit in an integrated setting in Portland. His stories always consist of they had their first meetings under a bridge because that's where all the Indians would gather to drink. Some would drink, some would have their meetings. And so I knew learning early on through our recovery that our ideas of addiction and healing is different. And this concept with equine therapy is beautiful because it enables and it enacts all of those programs and puts it in something that we understand, horses. 
We're horse people. We're from a land that's filled with beautiful, big, powerful animals, these horses. I was honored enough to be a part of the first quine therapy program she put on at, her, at the ranch up in Dry Hollow when her late husband was still alive. And I got to see the inner workings of their facility, of how they do these things, how they bring people who never really had an idea of horses, who came from urban settings, brought them and introduced them to these different animals, different horses. I remember that when we were just a baby. And you could see that the eyes are light and their eyes just so bright. You could see their understanding that they had and the, the feeling of pride when they got to touch a horse, when they got to use, use some, learn something, be a part of something. And it's something I took for granted in my addiction because I chased, chased the dream of being a drug dealer in Portland or a drug dealer in Salem and left all of these beautiful, wonderful creatures and our beautiful, wonderful ways here. He explains Warm Springs horses and how to handle them. And so what I will show you with Dry Hollow is something my grandpa showed me when I was just a kid. And it was always making friends first with the horse. You had to always try to walk up front so they can see you. One of the things he always said was, Warm Springs horses' eyes are on the side, so they're more stable. They're not as jumpy as a thoroughbred. Even though a lot of them act like they are, they might be part, not full blood, unless they're from the racehorse families. But most of the Warm Springs ponies' eyes are always on the side where they can see everything. So they can't see in front, they can't see directly behind them. But they can see where you're at on the side and they can see when they're looking at you side eye. And one of the things that he always showed me was, let them smell you first. Let them get your scent. They're playful, they want to be a part of you. They like you want to be part of them. They want to be touched, they want to be petted. They want love. They like companionship. He was always big on letting them smell who you are. Letting them get your scent to your cologne. Breathe in their nose. Lead them around. Let them get used to you. Then while you have an eyesight on their eyes, feel them up. Make sure their legs are all happy. Make sure their butt twitching out. Rub their head. One of the things I've always was a proponent of was healthy feet. So it always makes sure you lean in, lift the bottom of their feet up, and look. Good boy. Make sure there are no rocks stuck in there. Come on, this one too. Come on, baby. Get your foot up. Come on. Healthy feet. The back's always a little tricky. Horses get frisky, want to kick sometimes. Mm -hmm. So just feel them around, let them know you're there, talk to them. You'd always used to say, good horse. Get their foot up. Good boy. Happy boy. This side too. Come on, this one, please. Thank you. You're a good boy. I know. Happy feet. I always was admired 
horses from here because they were hardy, pretty. They always have pretty feet, little fry pan feet. It's something that a lot of places don't have. Warm Springs is, is a beautiful place because it produces such beautiful horses. I know some of them don't get very big, but they're still very pretty. Good conformation, good body structure. They always seem to have pretty color to them. But you're a good boy. Thank you for your cooperation today. You're a good boy. <laughs> My name's Lydell and that's what I have. That was Lydell Suppa talking about Warm Springs horses and how to approach them. Mona Cochran has been hosting the equine therapy for years. She talks about why the horse is here and how they need to be treated. I've been doing a psychotherapy for quite a few years. The kusi, the horse, the acutan, the horse. He has that right there. He has that, that heart, that feeling. Yeah. And you know, long, long time ago, my mother, when she passed away, when I was a child, and then my father raised me. But my mother, she was always a cattle woman. Yeah, she come from the, across a big river. My father, he's always a rancher, a fisherman. But I taught at an early age about the acute on the horse in childhood. That what we do with them, they're not to be abused. They're here for a reason. Tupia put them here for a reason, for us to take care of them. For them, they take care of us. And that little bit of history with my mom and dad, when my mother passed away, I started doing everything my dad taught me to do. Fishing, horses, livestock. The healing from the Ikutan, from the Kusi. The healing from putting my mother in the ground, childhood. That healing that came, came from the horse. The cognitive, the grief, the historical trauma the lateral oppression, the relationships that we have, good or bad, the domestic violence, the alcohol, the drugs, the pills, all of these things, they can heal and they will. And they'll let you know when you're happy. They'll let you know when you're feeling sad. They'll let you know when they're gonna take care of you. If you get on them and they know that, that they're gonna take care of you. Because maybe you're feeling some way. Maybe there's a feeling that you can't identify. It's in here. You can't identify with it. That historical trauma, that intergenerational trauma I speak about that comes from hundreds of years ago. That comes from when our ancestors were historically traumatized. When they took the land, they took the fish, they took the hunting right, they took that everything. The one thing they couldn't take was that Holy Spirit, that Tamanwathla, 
They couldn't take that from us. And so that trauma from that hundreds of years ago that our ancestors went through, with that and with the kusi and the ikutan taking care of our people, going out hunting, going out fishing, going out getting pyeche, getting luxuit, getting what we needed to get, they took care of us. They're not to be abused, just as a two-legged. We're not to abuse ourselves because we are a temple of Tamanufla. He didn't say, oh, I gave you to mom and dad so you could grow up and so you could abuse yourself. I gave you to mom and dad for a reason. And so all that historical trauma that came when the Bashtin and the Shiapo came. Look at those Mustangs. I want those Mustangs and take that and go breed them over there with our horses. All that Euro-American stuff. And it was said earlier about therapy, about AA and about the residential treatment. Well, he's traveled quite a ways. He's traveled to Portland. He's traveled over there and took care of children. He's traveled over there, he took care of adults. So with this much said, keep in mind that anytime any of you are welcome. So with that said, that was Mona Cochran talking about the horse and the equine therapy. During this segment, we get to hear Mona interact with the guest while they share a story and talk about the horses. I used to be an addict. I've been sober now for 14 years. I used to love horses. I used, my dad used to take me outside and be like, hey, let's go do this with the horses. I'm like, eh. And then he put me on this horse. He was my favorite. His name was Halt. He stood about this tall, I think. Uh-huh. I was a lot smaller then, so it was a lot bigger. Yeah. He was my horse. And then he ran me into a tree, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done with horses. Oh. Almost broke my leg. I'm like, no, I'm okay now. But <clears throat> I found out I was having a baby, and then the drugs became less important. I had a four-legged critter. I had two dogs. They helped me through it. I had a friend who is now not in the right place. Wish I could help her, but I'm not trying to put myself back in a position where I put, get myself in a bad place again. But I love living here on the Warm Springs Reservation. I've been out here, my husband and I have been married for 10 years. It's great. It's a beautiful place. Happy to be a part of it. So before you came today here, mm-hmm. what was your thoughts before you came here? Um, husband said that he had to go and do something at campus and he goes you want to go I said yeah let's go came down and I saw these wonderful creatures they're so beautiful and now I'm excited because I learned what you do and congratulations on your sorority that's great everybody I don't know don't know about your I don't know your story so (laughs) but congratulations to everybody and it's a really big step so did you have a connection the time that dry hollow was letting you Approach him. <clears throat> Not so much this guy. I want to say a little bit more that little guy over there. Oh, Huckleberry. Yeah, he Huckleberry. got all up in my face and was Huckleberry. sniffing, and so I was sniffing him back, and we were kind of oh, vibing a little bit. So yeah. we've been watching each other since I've been standing here, and he's kind of not sure of me. And I understand. A lot of people aren't, and that's okay. Me and that little guy over there, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Did you want to go get him, bring him over? Oh no, I petted him, he's good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you want anybody to bring him over to you? You could visit him for a little bit? Okay, sure. Go get him, Lydell. 
get huckleberries. A mini horse, I'm guessing? Yeah, a miniature. Yeah. He's super cute. And he was friendly, and he, like I said, but okay. I am a very animal friendly. Okay. I love them all. Uh-huh. Husband's not such a, he's, we, when we first met, he was a cat person. I changed that real quick. <laughs> Are you like cats? I'm not a cat fan. Okay. I had one cat. We lived out at the Hamlets many years ago. This cat, I thought he was homeless. I named him homeless. He would come in our house. He would let our kids pick him up and we have twin girls. This cat let our babies pick her up by its neck and carry him around and... Okay, Lydell's a good, excellent horse handler, so he's gonna keep an eye on Huckleberry. Okay. No, he don't need to go in there. <laughs> Are you sure? He's like, please let me in there. I want that grass. Oh, so you keep an eye on Huckleberry. Hi, buddy. Yeah. Here's Huckleberry. Here's Huckleberry. Hello. Lydell, stick with her. Hello. Yeah, because he's a total different personality. He is. Yeah. Hi. Do you remember me? We were hanging out over there. You weren't sure. It's okay. Hi there. What do you think? Hi. You're pretty chill, huh? He likes it. Yeah. Oh, you like some food. How old is Huckleberry? Okay, Huckleberry, what do you think? How I old think are you? You're kind of an old man, huh? Are you an old man? I was gonna say yeah. very old man. Look yeah. at the gray in your face. He's like, I think I, I'll make you think old man. Get on. <laughs> <laughs> He's all lively. Remember to kind of keep your body close to the horse. Yeah. I'm always like, let me. Okay. Yeah, because the further away, the easier you can okay. get kicked. I think we can be friends. That was Mona Cochran hosting a session of Healing Hearts with Good Medicine Equine Therapy. Thank you for tuning in to Our People and Mother Earth. I'm Duncan Bruno, and this is KWSO.